Cinda Williams here, and welcome to the 32nd episode of the PPC Podcast. As the days are darker and colder and shorter, I am finding myself inside. (laughs) I just am not a cold person. I'm still getting my walk on, but most of the time, I'm somewhere warm, right? And when it's like this outside, I find myself in a really reflective mood. And lately, I've been thinking about all the connections with people that I have made over the years. You know, once you live a certain amount of time, you can meet a whole lot of people. And it's funny because some people that I met and I expected to have this great relationship with came to an end. And others that I met and didn't like, (laughs) maybe in the beginning, became someone very special to me. So on that note, let's get on with it. I have been very blessed to meet many people in my life. I've had so many connections. I know we all do. We all connect to people, but because of my career and the lifestyle that I have, I've been able to travel all over the world and I've been able to meet all kinds of folks. And I'm not just talking about rich and famous. I'm talking about normal, everyday, good people. And these people have made an impression on me. Now, I don't remember everybody. Honestly, I just can't. I can't remember everyone I've met because there have been so many. But the ones that stand out are the ones that make a phenomenal impression in some way or another. Like it, maybe their conversation is warm and inviting and and I feel safe talking to them or, or they've got beautiful eyes that let me know that they can see me not a body or a face but they see my spirit those folks I never forget but then there's the opposite way there's those people that I'll never forget because of how they cussed me out because I parked in a spot that they thought was theirs or <laughs> or they flipped me off because maybe I cut them off and didn't know it. I don't know. But I don't forget those things. I never do. Where I have to be careful is that I don't misjudge someone based on that first impression. You don't know who you're meeting. And you don't know the day they've had, the life they've had. And they don't know yours either. Sometimes I know when I've met people for the first time, my judgment of them was based on someone they reminded me of or something I was going through. So my vision was blurred and skewed. It wasn't true. So I decided that before I decide that this person or that person is not someone that I want in my life for a season or longer, I needed to give them a chance beyond that first impression. You never know who you're meeting. You could be meeting the love of your life. Well, my friend Rebecca Roman is a phenomenal author. 
who just happens to be one of my beloved friends. She has been writing for as long as I've known her, and she's given me permission to read from her book, Love, Lies, and the DA, to illustrate my point. The pretty young host escorts me to a table for two near a window with panoramic water vistas. Within minutes, a server takes my order. As my cafe latte arrives, I can't help but overhear a rude exchange between a man and his leggy blonde with the host that escorted me to my seat. Look, I reserved that exact seat yesterday, he says. I apologize, sir, but that seat is not available, the host replies. Well, if you were doing your job in the first place, it would be available to me, wouldn't it? Sir, I'm sorry for the error, but it wasn't written here. If you like, you can wait at the bar, where I'll be happy to serve you a complimentary beverage of your choice, or, or I can accommodate you at an available table now. I can't help but look to see who this asshole is. Everything about him smells of money. From the designer jeans that hug his ass, all the way to his Jagger reversal watch that graces his wrist. He's hot, probably in his mid to late thirties. Tall, broad shoulders, piercing gray eyes and a head of black hair like I have never seen. Ordinarily, I might have found him attractive. If only he would just shut up. Everything he says to that poor young girl who has tried so hard to rectify someone else's mistake pisses me off. He's been nothing but rude and condescending. As I look up, my eyes land straight on his. Then I realize they're all looking my way. I turn around to look behind me, but there is no one. Then it dawns on me that he's arguing with the host about my seat. My mail arrives. I mind my business and I proceed to enjoy it. Before I know it, I see him approaching my table. I pretend not to notice and focus all my attention on my lemon ricotta pancakes before me, but within seconds he stands beside me. Excuse me, my name is Jonathan Cole. Would you mind terribly if you were seated elsewhere? My eyes travel across my pancakes to his broad thighs, to his crotch, and to what I suspect is an extremely trimmed stomach beyond his black-ribbed sweater. Then I stare into his gray eyes in silence. You see, my girlfriend and I met right here at this table a year ago, and I wanted to propose to her here today. Actually, Jonathan, I do mind. Seeing that I'm enjoying my meal, surely you wouldn't mind waiting until I'm done. 
Or perhaps you can let that polite host who has done everything possible to accommodate you have you seated elsewhere. Do you have any idea who I am? He asks. Asshole. Your name might sound familiar, but who cares? No. You could be the King of England, and I wouldn't give a damn. Who the hell do you think you are? You really want to know? I ask quietly. He lowers his head slightly as if he's seriously interested. I am a woman who walked in on her fiancé screwing her best friend one week before her wedding. So forgive me if I'm not in a sentimental mood. His mouth drops open at my response. Now, if you'll excuse me, Mr. Cole, I'd really like to enjoy my brunch. His piercing gray eyes are glaring into mine. I know he's angry. His temple pulsates as he stares at me. He walks away completely flushed. <laughs> I don't care. Perhaps if he had been nicer to that host, I would have considered his request. However, because he comes from money, doesn't give him the right to speak to people any way he wishes. I continue to enjoy my meal and notice him walking hand in hand to the bar with Malibu Barbie. Half an hour later, I ask for the check, then purposely make him wait an additional five minutes before I leave. On my way out, the host looks at me bright-eyed. No one ever speaks to Mr. Cole that way, Miss McLean. Well, it's time someone taught him some manners, I reply. I hand her a healthy tip, and I'm on my way. 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 Do you recognize this situation? Oh, I know I do. I mean, I've been in this situation before. I was watching somebody do something or say something to somebody else, and I just made up my mind about them. Yeah, Rebecca captured so many moments from my young life when she wrote these words. But as I've grown older, I've realized that your first impressions can be so wrong. For instance, I met this young lady who irked me from the moment that I met her. She had this prissy attitude, this I think I'm better than you tone in her walk and her talk, her demeanor that I despise. I couldn't stand her. Well, I was in an acting class with her, and my teacher made sure that we worked together, and I was so angry. It was totally against my will. I told him, I don't want to work with her. And he said, you're going to work with her. You don't have a choice. I couldn't believe his call. <laughs> he was right. 
because I realized not only was I wrong about her, I was dead wrong about her. She was a beautiful soul that just happened to have a classical upbringing. She was a dancer extraordinaire, so she carried herself with this grace that I mistook for prissiness. And I'm so thankful that my life gave me her because we were like sisters in ways that at that point I hadn't had many women in my life like her. She was just so special to me. There's this other example of, I met this guy, it was way back when I was single, and he was amazing. He was a singer, and I watched him, and I melted under the beautiful lyrical tones that he had, and he had so much charisma. And he came right to me. He must have saw me with my mouth hanging open. And he came to me and, and he made me laugh and he made me melt. And he was just so beautiful to me. Oh, I knew he was the one. But fortunately, I spent some time with him and I found out that not only was he not the one, he was a murderer. You heard me right. I said that. <laughs> he was a murderer. He told me that he had killed people before. And he had threatened to kill me and make me disappear if I ever, ever tried to walk away from him. I was so wrong in my first impression of this man. So it is really important to not make a decision about someone from your very first meeting because you can lose a possible friendship or you can gain a maniac and I'm not saying don't follow your gut gut tells you the truth but make sure that it's your gut and not your preconceived notions that lead you into these lifelong connections Well, that's it for another PPC podcast. I am very thankful to my friend, Rebecca Roman, for allowing me to share her mastery. Love Lies in the DA is currently free. It's available for free download on Rebecca Roman's website, www.rebeccaroman.com, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-R-O-H-M-A-N.com or at any of the major booksellers. Please check her out. You won't regret it. Thank you, DJ Kid Disco, for your wonderful production and beats. And I appreciate you, DJ Larry Legend, Sakeen Beats, and Chain Stokes for always hooking us sister up with some awesome beats. Don't y'all forget, give others a second look. You might be giving yourself a new friend or lover for life. 
God bless. Until next time. That's a wrap. Wrap. <laughs>